welcome back to episode 127 of Talk of Fan Fame Podcast with your host, Kaya Montini. And I'm very excited to have on host of Normalized Conversation, author of your not alone workbook, and founder of Inspiring My Generation, Francisca Richard. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So you are the founder and president of Inspiring My Generation, which is on a mission of suicide prevention through awareness, conversation, education, support. Like how has kind of your mental health journey inspired you to start Inspiring My Generation? Yeah. So it all started really when I was 12. I started Inspiring My Generation as a blog way back then because I was struggling with these feelings of anxiety and depression but I didn't know what that was at the time Mm -hmm. Um, it's so funny my best friend said to me yesterday where she was like do you remember when we were in third grade and my mom wanted to take us to ice cream after school but you had this full panic attack because you needed to have your homework done by 3 30 and that describes my entire childhood I was constantly panicked I was so afraid of not being good enough, of not having my work done, of not having straight A's, of not being, just essentially not being good enough. So by the time I was 12, I felt so overwhelmed by all of it. And I wanted to do something about it, but I didn't know what to do. When I had talked about it, you know, you hear those things like big girls don't cry, build a bridge and get over it, let it go. And that was really difficult for me to hear. Mm. So I decided to start a blog to talk about it, to write quotes and to hopefully just start a conversation. Maybe someone else would relate and understand. And then I was bullied for it because 12 years ago, blogging wasn't a thing. But I really enjoyed writing and expressing myself in that way. So I kept doing it. And then when I was 15, I turned it into a podcast called Inspiring My Generation because I thought maybe people just aren't hearing me. We need to have these conversations. We need to talk about it. I need to talk about it. Podcasting wasn't a thing nine years ago, so I was bullied for it again. I was way before my time. And I, at that point, was just really struggling. And by the time I was... 20 years old, I'd attempted suicide three times, found myself in a psych ward where I saw how many other people were struggling, how many people, I mean, on my floor, there were 40 people. Every single one of us had either attempted suicide or were at imminent risk of attempting suicide. And yet we all felt so isolated and felt like we were alone in it. And that just really opened my eyes to see why the conversation is so important. So I decided right then and there, Inspiring My Generation was meant to be more than a blog. It was meant to be more than a podcast. It was meant to be a way to give people the support and tools and resources that they never had, that I never had, and that I had desperately needed, and hopefully be able to save some lives along the way. 
That's amazing. Like with with me, like I suffered with anxiety and depression since I was a little kid. Like, like I was the same exact way as you. Like I was always stressed and always having anxiety and getting things done by a certain time. Like I was always that kid that I was like, oh my god, I need to get things done. I can't go out. Like I can't do it before I need to get these things done. These are my top priority. And that overwhelmed me as well because I'm like, oh, my work is more important than living life as I should be as a teenage girl like that's like you only live once but then like when my anxiety took over that's when I learned like I like I, a couple years ago I didn't know what anxiety and depression was I just thought like oh it's probably over like probably overthinking but I didn't know what anxiety and depression was until I got diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and learned that I got, found depression but like when you started inspiring my generation like how has kind of your personal journey like kind of impacted like your community and people and supporters yeah so I've been so so blessed to have some of the most amazing friends in the entire world my two best friends like shout out to Sam and Bella they've really been through it all with me and have like stayed by my side through all of it so that's like my original community and the people who sat there while I was making encouragement cards and made them with me when I first started I was doing 150 cards every month and I had to do them. So they would sit with me and do them with me. And to this day, they'll still pick up crayons and start coloring with me if I'm running low on cards. So that's my original community. I've been so lucky to have them. And then through Inspiring My Generation, I've been able to build a much bigger community, people from all over the world, honestly, who are so willing to support, whether it's through donations or purchasing workbooks and bringing it into their community, making encouragement cards. I just had someone who did this amazing community project in their small town of collecting encouragement cards. I've had the pleasure of doing my podcast and bringing on people from all over the world to talk about mental health and formed friendships and supportive friendships, most importantly, with so many of those guests where we check in with each other constantly. On a normal basis, we'll just FaceTime each other or Instagram message each other or something to see how are you? How are you feeling? So my community has really been shaped by people who support my work and my mission, but also who just support and validate me, which is something I felt like I didn't have all the time growing up. So mm-hmm. I've been very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. And like with people, like there's only there's always some people that are in your community that support you for your journey, whether it's podcasting, mental health, or whatever it is. There's always that kind of people that are near you when you're going through that process. But like, if people don't have a community, like if people don't have people that are by their side for it all, like when I was a kid, I felt like I had no community around me. Like I felt like I had no one. But like when if people don't have a community, like what are some ways people can build that cycle of mental health and get people around them to support them? Yes, that's such a great question. And I think it really comes down to being intentional. When you're talking to somebody, if you feel drained afterwards, if you don't feel like you're good enough, if you feel like maybe there were some backward insults happening there, if you feel like they don't value and appreciate your time and you just don't feel great after leaving that conversation, those aren't the right people for you. Seeking out people who make you feel good and uplifted, who will sit down and color with you because that's what you need to do, who will go for a walk with you, who will will 
check in on you. And you can find that community in so many different ways, whether it's through people at school or work, whether it's through a community group, whether it's a volunteer organization or a church or a book club. You can find it in so many different ways. Social media has become a great tool. Being very careful and mindful with who you're connecting with on social media because there are a lot of dangerous things that do happen online and people pretend to be someone else. So being very careful with that. But you can find so many amazing people who have similar interests as you and who've gone through very similar things or who just understand what you're going through and want to support you. And social media has been a great way for me to meet so many amazing friends who will support me through it and who I've had the privilege of traveling to go see and them traveling to me to meet in person and just form that great relationship. So you can find it in so many different ways, but it really comes down to the intention and how you feel afterwards. If you feel good and uplifted and supported and loved and happy, energized, those are the people you want to be around. Exactly. And like, why... Like, why is it, like, so important to talk about, like, your mental health with people that are close to you? Like, why do you think it's, like, so important to share it? Because that's how they can show up for you and understand and be there. My best friend, Sam, I'm always going to use her as my, like, examples because she's the best. I was having a really tough time, like, two days ago. I was in bed all day. Just something happened, and it really just triggered this kind of depressive state for a bit and I just wanted to lay in bed and cry and I was just like I'm done like I'm over it's like it's so much right now and I just don't have the energy or the strength to get out of bed and she was like I want you to take a minute and read through all these texts that you have I'm going to come over and we're gonna go do this together she drove with me an hour and a half yesterday to go have brunch with my brother and my mom and just has been this amazing, amazing support for me. But if I didn't talk about it with her, if I wasn't honest about how I was feeling, she wouldn't have known she needed to be there in that way. She wouldn't have known who show up and how to show up. So by having that open communication, you're allowing people to know that you need support because we're not mind readers, right? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our mental health, a lot of times we put on this face and we pretend like we're okay. It's really an invisible illness. We're seeing it within ourselves like people can't always see it from the outside so by talking about it and not just saying oh I'm feeling depressed today or I'm struggling with I just feel hopeless or overwhelmed also saying this is the kind of support I need and forming a communication where they know what will help you can just really help you get the support you need and vice versa that you can support them when they need it and you can be there show up for them and give them the same love that they offer back to you. Mm -hmm, exactly like with like for my personal experience like when I suffer with anxiety depression while I'm having a bad day I'm I'm the type of person that doesn't like to talk about it I'm the person that's like oh I need to be okay to make other people feel better like I don't want to add things to their play and make them worry about me in my place but then like like you said it's so important to talk about because people are not mind readers like you only are telling them through a screen or you're really talking to them in person be like hey are you actually okay like you say you're okay but are you actually okay and that's the thing that people suffer with is like not everyone says if they're good like not everyone is okay like even when they say they're okay they're actually not okay like when they're with people they might be happy 
But when they're behind closed doors, they might be heartbroken. They might be crying in bed, like juggling to get out of bed. Like that's something I struggle with 24-7. They said like a couple weeks back, I was legit crying so bad about a situation. And I was heartbroken over the situation and I was depressed. Like I never wanted to leave my bed. But then like you just need to learn that like, oh, there's people that are there for you to talk about it. There's people that are in your company. You need to be honest with people because if you're not honest, they're not going to help you. Exactly. I always like to say your loved ones will be there for you if you give them a chance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, like with like your podcast, you mentioned earlier, Normasa Conversation. Like, can you tell us kind of more about the podcast and its mission? Yeah, so I love the podcast so much. I love to talk, number one. And I love having conversations with people who have stories, who have so much knowledge and information. So I bring on advocates, professionals, people with lived experience, people who run organizations who have created different resources to not just normalize the conversation and open the conversation, but also to provide essential information and tools to people who just never had access to it before. Therapy can be so inaccessible for so many reasons, whether it's a financial barrier, a structural barrier, there's just such a high demand and low supply. And people sometimes just need to know that they're not alone and there's things they can do in the meantime. So I have people who share what's worked for them. I've had therapists come on and talk about red flags and therapists and finding one that works for you. Talking about warning signs and when to reach out for help. Different resources that are available that people might not even know they can reach out to. So I've been very, very lucky to have people from all over the world come on and get to amplify the voices of some of the most amazing, strong, hardworking, dedicated, loving, kind, compassionate, empathetic people. And I started this officially normalized a conversation in 2020. I think it was like October and been doing it for two and a half years, well over a hundred episodes, one every single Wednesday. It's been such a privilege and a pleasure to, again, just have people's voices be heard to amplify information, resources, stories of hope and perseverance. Exactly. And like with the podcast, you've been doing it like for two years. I started mine around the same time as you. I started a couple, a couple months after 2021. And like when you started your podcast, like what did you kind of want your listeners to kind of take away from your conversation with these amazing people for mental health? So with every conversation, I want them to take away two things. First, that they're not alone and that they're going to get through it. And second, something they can do for themselves, whether it's recognize warning signs, know where to go for help, have action steps on something they can do to cultivate self-love or to build a coping skill toolbox that works for them. So it's all about having that reminder that you're not alone, some form of hope as well as something you can actually do and take away from the conversation. Mm -hmm. and like 
what like the with this switch conversation a bit like you have written a workbook called you're not alone the workbook which recently you came out with which is designed to help kids building a coping toolbox and develop emotional wellness like what are basically kind of some things are in the workbook workbook that will help kind of kids that read it have a conversation about mental health make them feel not alone in that situation yeah so the workbook is I think one of the greatest tools I've ever created. It starts with building affirmations and self-love statements, learning why people love you. You know, we struggle to love ourselves sometimes because we're harshest critics, right? Mm -hmm. I might think that, oh, people love me because I have this and I can do this, but that's not true. People love me because I'm kind, because I'll show up for them, because I'll Mm -hmm. listen and validate them. So being able to understand that so you can find reasons to love yourself in a compassionate, empathetic way. And then it goes into mental health and conversation. So it has my five-step guide to actually checking in with somebody and gives you a chance to practice with someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's asking non-judgmental open-ended questions, then validation statements, active listening, supportive statements. And following up, I totally said that in the wrong order, but let's pretend like I did it. So it has your five-step guide to checking in. And then it goes into your emotions and figuring out what you're feeling and how to cope with them. So what you can actually do. And in the end, you have an emotional wellness toolbox with three places you can go when you're struggling, three people you can talk to, affirmations you can tell yourself, validation statements you can tell yourself questions you can use to check in, reasons you love yourself. So when you're struggling, when you're having one of those days or one of those times and you need support, you have everything you need right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And like when you are struggling with mental health, like this is the last question I got to ask you. Um, Like if people are struggling with mental health, but don't know where to find support or don't know how to reach out, like, or find people are really struggling to talk about it. When people are suffering with mental health, especially guys, they don't like to talk about it. They like to keep the feelings and don't want to talk about it because they feel embarrassed in how they feel. This That's how I felt at one point. It's like I felt embarrassed on how I was feeling. I felt like kind of demolished at that I was feeling anxiety, depression. Like if anyone is suffering with that, like how can they kind of seek out and help like kind of talk about it with people and find help? Yeah. So first I want to say, if that's kind of how you're feeling right now, you're not alone. So many people are afraid to reach out. You're not the only one who feels this way. You're not the only one who's afraid to reach out. Chances are your loved ones have felt the same way or have felt a similar way or just want to support you and be there for you. So know that you're not alone in how you're feeling or in going through it. Second, I'd say finding that community of who you trust. So close your eyes and think back to the happiest moment. Who was there? Think to what the most amazing moment in your life, your goal, your dream, what that would look like. Who would be there for you? Who do you want there cheering you on, supporting you? Those are the people you can reach out to. Those are the people who you trust and you love and they most likely definitely love you too and want to be there for you in the same way you want them to be there for you. So reach out, start a conversation with, I'm having a tough time. 
and I just need someone to talk to or ask them how they've been. Give them a chance to be vulnerable so you can see that you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. You can even go online. People post on their Instagram stories different resources sometimes, following different nonprofit organizations or professionals or advocates who share valuable and correct information. Finding that community so that you don't feel so alone in it and you can see other people are going through it as well and there's things you can do. Listening to different podcasts who have different resources. So many professionals, advocates, organizations have amazing podcasts or resources on their website. So find someone that you trust who you want to be there for you and don't be afraid to reach out for them to them. If they don't respond well, know that you're not alone in it and what you're going through is valid and matters and you're important. And seek community online through following the right accounts on social media that make you feel accepted and loved and validated. And don't be afraid to even just put up a post that says, I've been going through it lately. Can anyone relate? So many people can relate, I promise. We've all everyone's been going through it in different ways so don't be don't be afraid to start the conversation you deserve it your voice matters you matter and if you don't ever reach out you're never going to get that support that you need so it's scary it's hard it's overwhelming I remember like shaking as I posted my first blog post admitting what I was going through and being honest but the amount of support that I received was unmatched and I never would have gotten that if I didn't just take a chance and reach out so take a chance reach out you deserve support I love that that's like I love that you said that like that is literally hands-on I love what you just said and like this thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'd love speaking with you you seriously are doing amazing work I seriously am so sorry about what you're doing and just keep up with the good work I'm so honored having you on the podcast and thank you everyone for listening and thank you so much for coming on the podcast I really appreciate it of course thank you so much for having me of course uh, let's uh definitely connect soon and maybe we can do another episode of course yeah talk to you soon bye bye